following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. And welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast, episode 191 for March, the week of March 20th, 2016. I'm your host, Jim Nelson, and with me this week I have... Yes, I'm Ryan Derail Maddox. And... Jen, aka Tarzana. And my brother from another Massachusetts mother... Editorial writer for ToonamiFaithful.com, CJ Maffris. Woo! It sucks, CJ. <laughs> I know. Jen, I feel like this is... Uh, block stability considering they weren't exactly so thrilled with the last podcast (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it we're gonna handle this after this podcast people i got the belt (laughs) and of course you gotta do the obligatory honking jen's boobs honk 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 hey 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 hey, woman hands off those (laughs) those are not yours (laughs) fun bags (laughs) oh geez okay so uh, I hope everyone is uh, recovering well from the Daylight Savings hangover. No. <laughs> What's a hangover? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hey, I hate ju- you. Hey, just because you're, you've got a uh, you know, beautiful titanium liver of the gods doesn't mean the rest of us do. Right. That's what happens when you drink a bottle of radioactive Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> the new origin story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, man. My liver accepts, you know, the fate that it has become being part of me. Silver Age Durrell, that's what it is. <laughs> Dude, yeah. you should have seen Bronze Age Durrell. Ah. It's horrible. <laughs> nah, Durrell just drank because it was, it was what was done in the Bronze Age. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, without further ado, let us begin the Toonami episode recaps, starting with Dimension W. And it starts right now. No dancing involved. Dimension W, Episode 3, Chase the Numbers. Mira is paid 6 million yen by Mary for collecting the robotic pigeons powered by illegal coils. Kyoma didn't earn anything on the assignment, so she offers him a sixth of her take for rent, also asking also for some furniture and privacy. Instead, Kyoma helps her purchase a trailer so she has her own place, though she continues to share his bathroom. Yep, living in the ghetto. The futuristic Japanese ghetto. Kyoma keeps his distance from Mira and asks to leave a contact. Dendendo. Uh, wow, man. Dende leveling up, I guess. About, <laughs> about the numbered coils. 
New Tesla prototypes made from the large stabilizing towers were built, which draw energy from the depths of dimension W, making them potentially more powerful and dangerous. Mira, meanwhile, cleans and furnishes her home and meets the children who play around the auto yard. Three of them are endangered when a stack of wrecks collapses, and Mira reveals her robotic abilities to save them and is decapitated in the progress. Kyoma is taken in by police who investigate him for possible negligence, but he is released on the world of word of Claire Skyheart, chief operations officer of New Tesla Central 47, and the grandmother of one of the children, Shiora, also voiced by Monica Rial. Korogi yes. is able to put Mira back together, and the children visit her, agreeing to keep her secret. Also, Albert gives Claire Skyheart his final report on the incident with Dr. Yurizaki, and they mention plans for Kyoma. So, there we go. There's Dimension W. It's building itself pretty well, from what I see. Although, there's there better be a good payoff to all of this, because I've heard something about Kyoma being a anti-coil superhero of some kind. I don't know, man, but Mira looks like a 60-ass Penelope pit stop, man. <laughs> I was about to say, we got Mira. We don't need anything else. We're, we're good. You know, if I could get a Mira myself, man, it, it just got to have, she just got to have a bigger rag, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the booty's fine, but I just need those boobs to be just a little bit bigger. I don't know. I kind of need my uh, women to be, you know, real. <laughs> to be actual Dude. humans. Dude, ain't nothing wrong with being real big up top. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you get the motorboat like hell. Dude, just, I mean, like, seriously, like, if there's a collision in the car, man, you should put your face in that. Airbags. Exactly. You just when- know someone's made that modification to their airbags. Like, if they, <laughs> it, the airbag pops out and it's just designed like a pair of boobs. Someone's they done exist that guarantee. somewhere, yes. Yeah. Probably in Japan. <laughs> yes. Someone had to say it. Thank you, CJ. Um, I was about to say, did this term, is a commie got killed back with Darrell and what he's been talking about lately? Is, is, was this, was this uh, when Tatsumi was stuck with S-Death for the night? Yeah, Tatsumi got spooned by S-Death all night. The bastard. All night long. But uh, I, I'm going a little crazy with with Mira just on the fact of like how freaking adorable she was when she was like cleaning with the singing and then like rolling on the floor when she got her first place. It's oh, just know. like, She's it was just, just like. Adorable. I, I, I was just laughing so much. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. And Jade Saxon is doing a great job. Oh, My yeah. God. yeah. I mean, those like little cutesy characters, man, she does so well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, Michiko and Hatchin back for limited engagement. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, you, you saw the little sexy granny for a second. I was like, wait a minute, that's Monica Real. <laughs> there were so many people talking about Claire <laughs> last night. And I was just like, guys... She is a grandma. I mean, I, I get it, but I mean, let, let's let's you know. Don't, don't mean look, look here, Don't mean you can't spit a little game to Granny, man. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me of uh, the first episode of Metalocalypse too. <laughs> <laughs> Play the clip, Barry. Guess what? You are a G milf. That is a grandmother that I would like to. Uh, how did everyone else feel? Uh, Jim, I haven't really heard how you feel, not only just like about the show story in general, but like almost anything about it. Oh, um, well, I did watch the first episode to get <laughs> no word of a lie. Like a few days before it was announced for Toonami, I watched the first episode on Hulu. And um, I'm a sucker for series that build their worlds like this, where they have uh, advanced technology that serves as the focal point, you know, 
and that's kind of, I mean, that was what got me into uh, Sword Art. I was like, Sword Art. I was like, ooh, I like the I, I like what we could be doing with AR and what people have been thinking about doing with it. Tell me more, show. Unfortunately, the show disappointed me. And um, also, same with Excel World. Uh, it's um, with the AR uh, features in that show. This one has, you know, the uh, fourth dimension, which some say is time. And uh, but it's just a dimension of like, you know, limitless energy, apparently limitless, renewable, clean energy. But I'd like to see how the mystery develops with all these illegal coils and is uh, and we all know it's going to boil down to new Tesla being the corrupt, you know, corporation and this and that and everything else. But it's we all know that's where it's going to go. But it's how they get us there that has me intrigued. Not to mention uh, the character designs uh, I like. Um, there's something about Kyoma with his, you know, bead little eyes that just get me the whole time. No, dude, I just like the fact he kicked Mira in the ass, man, to get him a reality <laughs> check. It's like, that's right, get in check. Darrell, I thought your favorite uh, scene would have been the bathroom one. Oh. <laughs> no, that was mine. Oh, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, with that one, I was like a robot that poops. Who knew? <laughs> right. It was kind of awkward. <laughs> there was a lot of like poop-related questions when it comes to Toonami this Saturday. Actually, <laughs> That's very too. I mean, that that really does take the um, scene of a uh, sexy poopy time. do you think um do you think those kids are gonna actually be around i really hope they aren't i was Uh, kind of annoyed with them (laughs) to be honest the kids if i had to guess the kids would probably be around similar to how the kids were in eureka 7 if i had to you know throw something out there well as you can say you'll probably see some child abuse then yeah well for the most part uh they stayed out of the way in eureka 7 Mm-hmm. For like for the most part, only until the end, and even then they were a little important uh, to the plot in some instances. Yeah, it's fine because like I've been ahead of this because I've been watching it subbed on a uh, Funimation, and mm-hmm. I when I was uh, getting back from work to watch Dimension W, I was like, wait, I don't really remember much of the episode three, so this kind of felt like a throwaway episode for me. Mm. And it was like some of the scene, like when you get to uh, Claire's episode. It felt like it. I mean, I don't know if it was. Or a, or a, bra- or a uh, breather episode, maybe. Maybe. And, like, when you look at the scenery where Claire was and Kiyoma when they were talking, I was like, my God, this is so beautiful. Yeah. All the uh, scenery with it, like, it looked really great. And I was like, why did I not really think of or, like, keep this episode in mind? Because that, so far, has been my favorite, like, background, yeah, which this, they do really, really well in the series. This show has been uh, flashing its budget recently. <laughs> yeah. They need to flash some of that budget in my pocket. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like I say to people all the time, hey, if you're going to throw things at me, throw money. <laughs> Did, uh, Any people- good booze. Yeah, that too, that too. Well, you, you shouldn't throw booze. Mira, I'm sorry? Only if the bottle's empty. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if like you guys were worried about Mira when her neck got snapped or her head got clenched. Like yeah. clean off from well, the car. If you're, she's a freaking robot, man. Yeah, she, she is she's a, a robot. robot. We knew she can be fixed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I it's also it. She didn't get royally messed up like the robots or androids in uh, Alien, but uh, <laughs> but, or cash earn or cash earn. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of those but, robots got it good. Well, that's where you uh, sing. So you're having a bad day when you just see Mira sitting with her head <laughs> in her lap, just like, oh, I'm a little upset today. I'm sorry, Oma. <laughs> no, she so just good. got a little. She got a little ahead of herself. That's all. 
<laughs> there were so many head jokes. Don't lose I your know. head, Mira. <laughs> Didn't you at least feel sad when she was just kind of like depressed that like she scared the kids now too? It's like, oh, Mira, it's okay. Yeah. It's not your fault. You saved them. There is that, yes, but uh, you know, you know where I stand on kids, so it's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's okay. But I do kind of. It's like Mira is one of those characters where. If she's sad, then the viewer's meant to be sad because, you know, she's cute like that. Yeah. There's characters like that in a lot of shows that have an attractive female lead. Or a female uh, supporting lead. Yeah. She did trend last night. Hmm. There is that, yes. Well, I'm just saying, like, she's getting popular. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully, in a good way. Hopefully, it's not like, oh my god, oh, get this off my screen! You know, there weren't any uh, butt shots that I could remember, except for when Kiyoma kicked her. But it wasn't like fan servicey kind of thing. We not only like got the, the fan service where she was looking like down her shirt to see, like, why does Kiyoma hate me? Mm-hmm. Well, they it you don't got like big they, boobs. That's why we've met Touch our fan service. We've met our fan service shot quota so far in the first three episodes of Dimension W, but we'll find out uh, where yeah, it goes I was from here. Yeah, Darrell, did you write this? Because there seems to be a lot of cleavage. Yeah. Hey, I, I, was checking out, I was checking out all the cleavage, man, from all sides, dude. This even, is really written by Darrell with Jen, of course. Yeah, even sexy Granny Skyheart. <laughs> Granny Skyheart has some boobage on her. And it wasn't sagging, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> like, Kirky? Yeah, buddy. Could just be the good bra. <laughs> Could be one of those wonder bras, ain't mm-hmm. it? Eighteen hour support. <laughs> I had a friend that actually explained to me how that actually worked. <laughs> Sometimes okay, you just need a little help. <laughs> okay, and now we move on to the tsunami talkbacks with the all the subtlety of a bowling ball straight to the face. <laughs> At ske- hey, sketch. Hi, Sketch. He says, "Hi, Mira. Hey, you don't do a podcast with us." <laughs> Mira, you don't know if you let those kids hang out at Kiyoma's place, heads will roll. <laughs> oh, that Baymont's in my best uh, Sketch impression. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta say it a little bit nicer. <laughs> <laughs> at Lemuel Nathan says, "Kiyoma getting Vietnam flashbacks. What were his war days like? Futuristic platoon or Forrest Gump?" Futuristic platoon. I'd say probably uh, futuristic platoon with him very much like uh, uh, Deadpool, because apparently he couldn't be killed. (laughs) (laughs) But he doesn't cuss. No, not really, but he was probably some snarky asshole, because he knew he was a uh, super-powered guy, and so he's just, you know, doing stuff and saying things because, you know, funny. (laughs) A poorly written Deadpool. (laughs) Anti-hero all the way. Yeah. At JCMono5 says, It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's an android. Call Vegeta. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. (laughs) Took you a minute, huh? (laughs) I'm sorry. I just couldn't let that one slide. (laughs) (laughs) Took you both a minute, huh? Darrell's like, nope. Nope. No, 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 no. He does not belong on this one. No. I'm all for the separation. <laughs> I am all for the separation of show and tsunami, show and block, uh, <laughs> or show and podcast. Anyway, um, at Rinku five eighty eight says, "You know, Mira, it could be worse. 
You could have had a vampire with a mullet punching the cars, too. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Joe Dirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then uh, my favorite of the bunch, because um, Josh always has a zinger somehow, some way. From at Khaki Blue Sox, Kyoma, when a robot girl offers you money, you say yes! You also tell her to bend over so you can play with her tail. <laughs> it's always about the tail with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it brings a new meaning to the term getting tail. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Speaking of which, that wad of cash with that car, too, I was just like, man, I wish this was my life. <laughs> like, wad, that of was- wad of cash with a car, it's like, bye, off to, off to buy that Ferrari Testarossa. <laughs> it just... I, all of a sudden it's like here you go mirror and she's just like wait really <laughs> all this i know who knows what the rate of inflation is though well you have to just ruin it with that okay <laughs> <laughs> no that's a realistic adult world no, question though yeah. it is i know it's the same reason with like gas prices are now going up where i live yeah gas okay. prices are indeed on the rebound damn it it'll be over two bucks again soon Mm. They gotta, because OPEC's got to play their fucking games. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the same thing with uh, Kioma. Half in cash, half in gas. So I, I need a deal like that. Let's go. I'll collect coils. <laughs> what? <does he> need? <laughs> Wait a minute. He did. Don't see. Couldn't he just use like a T pass or something like that? <laughs> I, would, I would think. I don't know. Then again, with what he wears, he stands out like a sore thumb. So that yeah, public train never... is probably not the best idea. I never realized this, but um, you notice how he has like a weird symbol on his like coat. Yeah, it's it a non-symbol. Think... Yeah, I know. I was about to say that makes me think he's a robot himself, right there. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, turn him on. Got to put the coat on. <laughs> We're gonna find something out about that dude eventually. Yeah, we will. Well, I mean, if we don't, it'd feel like we just wasted all that time for nothing. <laughs> I say he's the most it's interesting just character. He is pretty interesting because we don't know a heck of a lot about him. Well, okay, he's the second most. I know Loser is the most <laughs> interesting oh, yes. character. Yes, you know, yes, you're yes. really surly, Dimension W. You call me a loser. I'm giving you a chance here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just it was weird too when I first heard. It, I was like, really, we're we're calling him this loser? Yeah. But uh, given his character, they probably couldn't call him Lupin. So it was. Uh, <laughs> Because if you go by the Japanese, it would be Duza. So something something close to Lupin, I would assume. Because he the way he announces his thefts and, you know, does it for TV and stuff like that. Because that's what Lupin the Third does. He flashes it like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Lupin's still, you know, God. and still anime royalty in Japan all these years later. Hey, that, if you're going to be modeled off of some, uh, after someone, I wouldn't mind... Being a uh, Lupin, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Green jacket or red jacket? <laughs> Does it really matter? <laughs> <laughs> just just the fact that you're based off of him is is cool enough in my book, at least. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna get uh, technical with it, it's just like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. But for me it's just it's just the name. Yeah. You know, the name brand. It's like Nike. <laughs> Adidas for me. And by the way, Tsunami Faithful, putting it out to you. Green jacket or blue jacket Lupin? Green jacket or red jacket Lupin? You decide. Hashtag Tsunami Talkback. I, I'm going to have to dig that blue jacket for real, though. I was going to say blue jacket. Hey, let's go. There's blue jacket. I think there is a blue jacket Lupin. But, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. So green, yeah. So uh, we might, we should put a uh, poll up at some point that goes. Green, We've done blue. too many polls. Let's let's. We do have too many polls. <laughs> we do have too many polls. Like I said, at some point, because we got you know a bunch of polls right now. But I got a poll. Hmm? <laughs> oh my god! I'm on it right now. Yes, you are. Oh, pardon me, guys. Got to slide down my pole. This is all part of the sexual harassment clause, people. (laughs) Yeah, you should you should be to the tsunami faithful meetings. Oh, was, was that so? First under- rule of tsunami faithful meetings: don't talk about oh, tsunami faithful meetings. <laughs> I never signed that waiver yet. <laughs> don't worry about it. Oh, don't worry. I'll give you a nice, good, nice uh, diamond cutter at Anime Boston as punishment. <laughs> Sweet. Ooh. Make sure you bust them across the head with an empty whiskey bottle too. <laughs> <laughs> or you can hit them with the cheese stuff, like uh, what that is, Jim Beam. Yeah, like uh, grab a bottle of Jim Beam or Johnny Walker Red and. <laughs> Bash him oh, over don't the head. waste Johnny Walker. I don't mind. Red label. Gym. Red label's friggin' swill, man. <laughs> yeah, red label is swill. Now the black label. That's when you start getting classy. But anyway, yeah. enough, about, <laughs> enough about the whiskey. Whiskey mods who strikes again. Uh, <laughs> you think Yoma is a whiskey guy? I feel like he is. Probably would be. I don't know. He likes outdated. He seems to like outdated tech like that. Yeah. So speaking of which, he got stuff. a new phone, and it doesn't have a coil really. No, it doesn't. Because I remember before we were talking about like, oh wait, his his phone had a coil, so it's like he's like he hates coils, but yet he's using one. Like, kind of ironic there. But now he's like, yeah, screw these coils, I don't need them. Screw these coils, I'm getting an iPhone. First <laughs> <laughs> thing you yeah. ever do. Don't be silly, Kilma. I Apple doesn't exist. <laughs> anymore. It's all okay. new Tesla now. <laughs> so with that out of the way, let's move on to the news. And it starts right now. From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. So we had some news uh, this week, not directly related to Toonami, but uh, CJ, uh, we picked something up off of the newswire. And what was it? It was that... Anaplex USA announced that Sword Art Online Original Scale, which will be a movie, is coming out uh, 2017. It was announced last night during Toonami, and a lot of people seem to be pretty excited for it. I am personally as well, but uh, hopefully it'll be as uh, good as everyone is hoping, at least fans of the show are hoping. You know, I know <laughs> there are certain people who are just adamant that this show is absolute garbage, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely fine. I but, disagree uh, with your views, but I'm pretty sure you're not Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's just, uh, it was kind of cool, you know, um, during Toonami on Twitter, all of a sudden, like, people were like, oh, crap, Sword Art Online just drops, uh, uh, or Aniplex dropped a huge bomb kind of thing, because everyone knew the movie was in uh, in development, and now mm-hmm. we pretty much are getting close to an official date. I don't believe they put out a date yet, but there's a little trailer that's out there that people can uh, see, and I'm sure the uh, dub cast is very excited to reprise their roles in Sword Art Online. I yeah, mean, it so sold nice. a lot of copies. That's the one thing I noticed where um, they were like promoting it. Mm-hmm. Anaplex was promoting it with like over 16 million copies sold, and I'm just like, what? Is that of the? I mean, that's uh, worldwide. You, I know that's worldwide. Yeah, I was gonna, but I was gonna say, is that of the light novels or is that of the uh, home video releases? 
I actually think they're counting both, believe it or not. Eh, uh, it's a little, it's cheating a little bit, but. I agree, but it, all it says is the mega hit that sold nearly, actually 17 million copies worldwide. Mm. I have a feeling they're just counting everything that includes Sword Art Online, yeah. you know? Like uh, is, any piece of, uh, you know, related, directly related to the franchise, like, uh, you know, uh, home media, yeah. light novels, manga, stuff like that. Which, we don't, I mean, we don't know. They didn't clarify. It, which is fine, you know. I mean, it, it's definitely one of their more uh, popular titles when it comes to merchandise and whatnot. But I mean, another Toonami uh, veteran show that's been on before getting a movie. So who knows? Maybe that might mean that movies could come pot- potentially come back to Toonami. I mean, I'm not going to advocate. Like, if you want it, that's fine. I'm not going to be like, let's sign a petition. Let's get it started. But um, yeah. I know with Dragon Ball Z with their latest two movies and now this, it's like eh, a, lot mo- a lot more are being made. Well, that's so, usually what happens is, uh, especially these days, is that you get um, an episode, a uh, first season, a second season, and then likely a movie. That's what happened with, or you know, a, a season and then two movies in the case of Madoka Magica. And there's even like a, a non-Tunami show that I uh, recently saw that's getting movies. The Irregular, some I forget. Irregular the t- at Magic High School. Yeah, they just got announced that they're getting a movie, and I don't know if it's been like. I know that it's been like 22 episodes or something like that, and I don't know if it was separated by two seasons, but... Darrell's the expert on that. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I just know that they're also getting the movie. So you're, it seems to be a trend that um, mm-hmm. movies are being made. Yeah. Um, but we were talking um, a little bit about this and said, um, the thing about movies, in as they pertain to anime anyway, is that the movies that usually are made end up being like retellings of the uh of the uh, anime series like for example um sword art uh i think it was extra stage or something like oh, that. oh yeah 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 uh that just uh, it was half of it was retelling the Einkrad arc the other half of it was just navel gazing <laughs> it, was a, it was a beach episode but usually what happens with these shows is that um they feel like extended episodes with a higher budget you know so um, it, that's why I'm a little wary of uh, movies that aren't standalone, you know. Yeah. I have a question, though, Jim. You mm. don't like beach episodes? <laughs> I know. What's wrong with you? I never said I didn't like beach episodes. <laughs> okay, okay. As long I'm, as we got that. I was, no, I mean, when I had my Ask FM open, uh, everybody's like, hey, I was constantly asked, uh, it's like, hey, do you think Sword Art Extra Stage will, uh, and I don't even know if that's the exact name of it, but... Um, do you think Sword Art Extra will be uh, on Tsunami? And I said, I don't think so. It really shouldn't. And really, uh, when you think about the content in it, it probably shouldn't be. That'd be like if you aired the Drifters of the Dead OVA uh, after running uh, High School <laughs> yeah. of the Dead. You know, <laughs> not that I wouldn't complain. It's just I was about that to say, Darrell and me would like find a way to meet up somewhere and get some booze ready for that. I love High School of the Dead. <laughs> oh yeah, dude! Wonder my favorite junk food show. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah there's but yeah that's um usually a little cr- a small criticism that i have of um anime movies speaking of anime movies this isn't related to tsunami but it is um something that i felt was necessary um kizu monogatari has been showing the last few weeks in uh, select american cities usually in small art house theaters like the brattle in cambridge and um my only criticism of it is that it's too short. <laughs> it's only about an hour long, and um, 
But the uh, story that we do get is really good. This is for all the uh, Bakemonogatari fans out there. Yeah! Yeah, because <laughs> that show is never going to get dubbed because it's way too way wordy, too way too wordy, way too uh, culturally uh, influenced just because of Nishio Isin's uh, insistence on using puns yeah, a lot. Put it like this, if it has Gatari in it, more than likely they go get a dub because, you know, me and Jim even talked about Katana Gatari. Yeah, Katana Gatari is uh, yeah. absolutely fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the one thing we need to do is we need to watch it together at some point. Yes, sh- you know what? When I was in Alabama, I had it in my uh, moving boxes, but I didn't I know had it too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I can't believe, maybe it's because I was too tired, but uh, we watched uh, Madaka Box <laughs> and, uh, oh, and uh, then that uh, show hurts so I much. Sh- we should have watched uh, Katana Katari just so we yeah. could both go, ah, oh, yes, this is awesome. awesome. You know? <laughs> Hey, it's always another time, though, bro. Oh, Maybe yeah. There will there will be another time. Maybe it's Summer Games done quick. <laughs> hey, hey, Jim, what about Anime Boston? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's something that Darrell and I have been meaning to do together for a long time. So, so. I see how it CJ. is. Yeah. Nothing CJ, is for CJ. CJ gets to partake in whiskey with me. <laughs> he, oh, gets to par- he gets to partake. That's something in the- to look forward to. He gets to partake in the flaming heart, and he'll also get to partake in uh, maybe the either the Ardbeg Ugadal or the Cory Reckon. Ooh, sounds exquisite. Mm. It's very peaty. Here we go, whiskey <laughs> tangent again. Um, <laughs> so, it happens uh, too much. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, that's my very. That's my uh, very sl- very um, quick thoughts on. Uh, Katana, uh, no, you got me saying it now, Darrell. <laughs> My very s- short thoughts on Kizu Monogatari. I thought it was very, very good. Uh, if you're a fan, actually, you don't even need to be a fan of Bakemonogatari to watch it because it's a prequel, but it helps to know because, um, it helps to know because just because of, uh, you know, the ca- characters from the, from Bakemonogatari that show up, uh, throughout the movie. Just a couple though. Gotta love some of that Ichi stuff that goes on too, though. Yeah, the, the mean, it, it mostly does it for comedic effect. Exactly, which is or, the reason why you know, I like the series so yeah, much. It's exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Um, also, other news that we are talking about: we mentioned Anime Boston. Uh, CJ and I will be covering Anime Boston this year. Uh, I'm going to be a videographer this year because we're doing the uh, we're bringing video back to Anime Boston. Um, <laughs> I I dropped the tr- dropped the cash and uh, so did CJ and we are going to um, do our best to make sure that we have uh, no audio slip ups because um, there was an audio interview that we had from Momocon and um, we probably didn't check because we didn't check because the uh, we couldn't have checked something because the audio on one of the mic ports was off or didn't show up. So I'm guessing we might've had it, um, like for line in or whatever it was. Uh, that's why the Crispin Freeman interview never showed up because we couldn't use the footage because we, because we done messed it. We done goofed. We done messed up y'all. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, um, we're going to be there, uh, doing all kinds of, we're going to be doing, uh, taking all kinds of B roll. We're going to be hoping to get some, uh, interviews and uh, maybe some uh, miscellaneous stuff as well. Not necessarily pertaining to the con, but um, <laughs> definitely, but definitely uh, other uh, things around Anime Boston and probably just us going around the back bay a little bit. So. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not like I haven't seen it before, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know what's going on, but, you know, maybe we'll do a little bit of a uh, little Back Bay travelogue for people who might be in the area in Boston. Darrell, is there anything you'd like us to look into at Anime Boston? Mm, not yet. I'll think about it. Though. They're, going, they're going all in for your, your lie in April. They are, so. but I, I meant more of like the adult stuff because I know yeah. that was there last year as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, regarding the, regarding the adult stuff, yeah, regarding the adult stuff, they usually do not um, allow any kind of uh, photography or videography in that stuff. Especially if it involves the voice actors. So, uh, damn it. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them, I'll, I'll text, I would text Darrell and be like, yo, this, this just happened. Oh my God, this mm-hmm. just happened as well. I was not going to believe this. Too bad you're not here. I admitted to, I admit I uh, was texting like a mother because um, I was very lucky to see both Rajramiya and uh, Origa before she passed away. Um, I saw Origa in concert because she was. Uh, brought to anime boston 2013 if i'm not mistaken okay and that was also when monica was there and i first heard about michiko and hachin so you see darrell i'm trying to get you some hookups don't worry yeah we're trying to we're trying to help um some of the guests that we want to try and get for uh, interviews and we're not going to get all of them i don't think we will because i have a lot of people on here but uh of course we want monica real because she's a she's wonderful uh, her fiance is also from Tewksbury, Mass. So, yeah, Massachusetts, more Massachusetts influence on the podcast. Also, uh, we'd want uh, Todd Habercorn, Carrie Karanen, and Tony Oliver, who worked on Power Rangers and also were, was the voice of Rick Hunter on Robotech. And also, I wanted to get uh, Tony Oliver at uh, Otakon 2014, but unfortunately that didn't happen because I got screwed during that convention. And also... Um, we are trying to get the founder of Madhouse, Masao, Masao Maruyama. So hopefully that comes through. That'd be awesome. But there are so many other guests that uh, Jim hasn't mentioned. So th- if that doesn't work, I mean, there's other, there's a lot of other uh, well-established, very likable uh, voice actors that we would be more than happy to interview as well. Oh, yeah. And again, most of them working on Your Lie in April. So. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, which is such a very good anime yeah i haven't seen it but i hear beautiful i hear it is truly heartbreaking Mm -hmm. so in a good way in a good way it's on netflix if you want to see it subbed and dubbed yep there you go erica mendez is in it so there you go too bad she can't come to anime boston i know that would have been fun that would have been nice but we all know the one uh girl that we wanted to have come to anime boston christina kelly (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah i yeah. Even, like i even tweeted i was like hey anime boston get get this done let's go <laughs> yeah talk to her she wants she wants to come to anime boston she wants to meet us she's gonna meet arthur in san antonio i was like don't freeze up arthur and let it go. <laughs> of course she's gonna freeze up again that's right arthur yeah. <laughs> you dude <laughs> you, you <laughs> piece of shit i know what you said about me in the podcast oh, hey, back oh Oh man! <laughs> he just snapped like Gazorp Gazorp feel or something. He's <laughs> probably gonna be crying now. Hey John, it's me, Gazorp Gazorp Field. Boy, f- you John, you f- dumb, stupid idiot. Come on, Gazorp Gazorp Field, go easy on me, huh? You dumb, stupid, weak, pathetic, white, white, uh, uh, guilt, white guilt, milk toast, 
piece of human garbage. Jeez, Gazorpa Zorpfield, that's, you know, you're pretty mean to me, but that takes the cake. I don't give a f I'm Gazorpa Zorp field, bitch. That's right. Oh, we pick on it. Oh, we pick on Arthur so much. <laughs> and now I know why after meeting and talking to him the first time. <laughs> He's a goof, but we love him. Yes. We love, He's we very love you, Arthur. Positive. I like his positive attitude, honestly. I wish That's more people were as positive as Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People need to be a little bit more like Arthur Mace at times. Exactly. You hear that, Arthur? Darrell gave you a compliment. Yeah, and now he'll and now he'll cuss you. <laughs> he'll cuss you out. <laughs> Ooh, man. Uh, he already knew I'm gonna rob him, man. <laughs> and apparently, me after uh, Jen and Allison are done <laughs> mutilating my body. <laughs> oh, I just plan on selling your organs to the black market, dude. <laughs> hey, they're healthy. <laughs> hey, your kidneys are good and good and good. It's like, hey, they're healthy. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, so we move on to the miscellaneous talkbacks for this week, which there were a lot of good ones. We were introduced to Brooke on One Piece. My boy, my boy, dandy as a skeleton. (laughs) And actually, it was pretty much, I feel like uh, Ian Sinclair didn't have to change a single bit. It was just the same person. Exactly. He just didn't get to say booty. Yeah. See, Dandy. <laughs> so, at Gamer for Life, one, two, three says, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, dun, dun, dun. Big bang attack. Fatality. Flawless victory. <laughs> for DBZ Kai. At Rogue Warlord with a double dip saying, is Luffy the new Kratos? I'm sure there's enough scantily clad and big breasted women in One Piece to say so. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing wrong with skinny clad, big-breasted women. Especially if they're Nami and Robin. Exactly, man. <laughs> with those boots that she had on, man, make mm-hmm. you want to do some thing things. <laughs> Easy there. We still have some stuff to do in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the other end of Rogue Warlord's double dip is, The booze was a lie? Someone grabbed Darrell. We shall take to the streets! <laughs> <laughs> that was disheartening right there. <laughs> I wanted to cry. <laughs> you, don't lie about booze. you don't lie about booze, man. <laughs> That's like don't. when you say you're going to a party, like, oh, yeah, I'll bring you a six-pack, and you don't even bring anything. It's like, come on now. Oh, that, st- that stuff <laughs> would get you uh, slapped. Get <laughs> yeah, stabbed. Yeah. yeah. Like, somebody was supposed to bring a keg to the party, man. Like, you know, of course we had more than enough kegs, but we keep you to your word, so... Mm-hmm. Ah, he got put in a two-hour timeout in the closet upside down. Oh. (laughs) Only two hours? Well, we turned the right side up. Oh, no, dude, we turned the heat on. Oh, Oh, okay. okay. So he was in the sweat box. (laughs) Yeah, like, next time you bring a kid or you just bring in a couple of cases of beer. Yeah, I know. Yes, sir! (laughs) You'll never make that mistake again. Also, from Sketch with another talkback, didn't you kick God's ass? God's a jerk. I lulled. <laughs> but what if God was one of us, Sketch? <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> at, JC, at JC Mono 5 says, Do skeletons poop? These are the burning questions that should be asked in the next presidential debate. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> no, we've already gotten a penis joke from Donald Trump. We don't need any more, please. Wait a minute, Donald Trump has a penis? 
Oh. <laughs> I'm only going by his word, but that literally means like less than a dog poop I pick up. <laughs> Fight the good fight, protesters. <laughs> At Derek Sickink says, in something tangentially related to Toonami, my favorite Toonami opening is tied between Kill a Kill and Attack on Titan's second openings. And for non, your lie in April's first opening. There it is again! Man, y'all just love y'all something your lie in April. Hey, with the way people are talking about it, I will have to go to the uh, uh, to the screening. Oh, yes, you do. Hopefully they allow cameras, because I want to get reaction shots all over the uh, room. Dude, it is so fantastic, no lie. Mm-hmm. I just, I no just lie in April. I just realized something that I said during the, uh, like, when we were talking about Trump, at least. Did you see the sign where someone said, make anime great again? I did. Yeah. That, is that is something we could work for here, people. Make, make anime, anime great again? Great. All I need to do is just point a kill a kill and one punch man. One punch man! <laughs> there was a great article that came out about talking about uh, how much money anime loses from people who illegally stream. So it's yeah. like, that's that's the first battle. Once we can get rid of that, yeah. anime will become great again it, it makes uh, generalizations but the sentiment is very much um appreciated and you're gonna have uh, a lot of the you know layabout pirates going well actually and you know legal gray area i'm sorry but you cannot justify pirating in any form or fashion but Unless, the fact, <laughs> it is somebody's hard work mm-hmm it's somebody's hard work, and it's still considered stealing. Stealing. I mean, if you put your blood, sweat, and tears into something, then somebody just ups and steal it and doesn't pay you the value of it. I'm like, fuck you. I'm ready to cut your ass. Why I don't? Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, you know piracy that probably goes on from countries that don't get the stuff, but even oh. still, uh, and also it's tough to ship uh, stuff to those uh, countries, like say Greece. <laughs> but at the same time, we also um, that doesn't excuse people who do it in uh, places that do have access to that legal streams. Yeah, people. I know have access, there's no excuse for pirating if you have access to legal streams. Usually, it's because you're a weeb and you don't think the subs are accurate enough. But you know what? If you're that, if your Japanese is that good, watch it raw. Exactly. Exactly. You're so fr- you're so friggin' smart. Watch it raw. I'm sorry to get you guys on that, but I just felt after seeing that make anime great again, it's just yeah. that would be my no, first no, no, step. No, you you did the right thing because nah. see the whole thing is I speak Japanese well enough, so like when I do see like um subs with mm-hmm. certain things, you know, I'm not gonna name the company that, you know, what they said. You know, sometimes I see a lot of things off because my ears pick up on everything. Mm-hmm. Or I see it up and I'm like, no, nah, that's actually wrong, but you got to look into it. Somebody's interpretation may be a little bit different than a company that actually does it a little bit better. And there may be some stuff that comes so, direct from the distribution company or exactly. comes direct from the uh, creators. Like, for example, exactly. when people were always talking at like the, you know, the 3D maneuver gear in uh, Attack on Titan and, you know, they started call it, they changed yeah. the uh, scout regiment to the scout corps or, or scouting regiment to the, to the uh, corps or something like that. Uh, the survey corps to the scout regiment. Um, those came from Wit Studio. Exactly. So, you know, they switched up to omnidirectional gear. Yeah, omnidirectional gear, which actually makes sense. I can think about it. I can, yeah. uh, you think about it a different way. It's like, you know what? Yeah. It like, actually works. Once you say it a little bit, it starts to make sense. Yeah. I kind of like both, though. Like oh, yeah. calling it 3D maneuver gear or omnidirectional, to be honest. And I can understand, uh, you know, people 
got had their teeth cut on 3D maneuver gear. It's tough to. It's what you came to know. It's tough to change. I mean, yeah. if you have a problem, just say ODG. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, ODM, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Oh. I think that's what they call it in the show, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's. Um, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. Suck it, weebs. That's it. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Don't worry about it. They suck it. I want y'all to choke on it. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I got a crane size for you to choke on. Choke oh. on it. <laughs> swallow. Do it all. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, with that bit of vitriol out of the way, we move on to Parasite. And it's the Parasite episode recap. And it starts right now. Parasite, episode 20, Crime and Punishment. CJ, take it away. All right, let me preface by saying this is the first ever recap I've done, so bear with me on this. I wasn't sure that was going to happen or I would have taken some notes. He actually watched the episode. Had I not had I not gone to bed, I wouldn't have gotten up until like 2 p.m. Because, <laughs> because freaking daylight savings time. Go ahead, uh, CJ. It, it was rough, and I stayed all the way until about Kill a Kill where I'm just like, I need to go. I need to stop. <laughs> so anyway, Crime and Punishment, Episode 20. The joint operation by the police and the strike force to eliminate uh, the group of parasites led by Hirokawa has begun. And boy, did it begin with a bang. Right at the beginning, Parasite gets shot down. Um, the unit then uses their uh, special sensor system to hunt down parasites. And one parasite decided to try a new plan where instead of just one parasite in the lineup, There'd be multiple, so it'd be tougher for these scanners to really tell who is who. So the special unit, or whatever they want to call themselves, came out and led Uragami over to kind of tell who it is. He freaks out because there are multiple parasites in a line, which makes the humans in this lineup run away and eventually shot and killed. Uragami, laughing at this, kind of says, no, it wasn't that guy. That guy was human. It's the other ones, which led to all chaos to just rain down in this facility multiple parasites and humans were getting murdered by the special uh, unit used to dispose of these parasites which ended up causing a uh, mass panic within everyone and just making probably viewers including myself feel a little uncomfortable it was almost like martial law <laughs> in a way where it's just everything goes and you need to make sure that the bad guys go away so it's like, the, it's like the slaughterhouse scene in Predator 2 mixed with the police station scene from The Terminator. <laughs> exactly. Only like ten times more psychologically damning. Yeah. But uh, Sinichi, who's pretty much on the sidelines, was wondering if he should go out and help as well. But Migi advised against it. So he pretty much stays away inside sub-truck. Later on, we see the strike force telling everyone to listen to what they say, and if they don't, they'll be shot on as being acute, as pretty much showing that they are a parasite. Later on, we see a couple of uh, units move around throughout the building as the uh, I, I don't I don't know what to call this group of parasites, but we can just call them like the parasites of evil taking over <laughs> or something like that. 
Maybe uh, they, cabal. The cabal. The parasite cabal. I'll, I'll use that for a bit. We see them realizing what's going on and them trying to figure out a way to slip by. They even try a couple of attempts to escape using humans as meat shields, as <laughs> some people so eloquently put on Twitter. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And later, we see Uragami absolutely lose his shit when they meet up with Goto. And with that, kind of splitting off the strike unit, Goto, for whatever reason, is able to stop bullets and uses them against this special unit, pretty much killing everyone in his way. Later on, everyone of the strike force, realizing that many of their men are starting to die, go into what looked like to be a parliament room or some sort of city council room where Goto is just standing there waiting, saying, what's up, everyone? <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing with that. I don't, I don't think he actually said that. But mm-hmm. that is uh, the parasite recap that I probably butchered, but you get you get the gist of it. Mm-hmm. Shit went down. It was very uncomfortable in a good way too, because like that was their whole point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Parasite is a very is psychological and like its actual genre is psychological and horror, and you yeah, could see right. you could see it too. And Darrell on Twitter was telling me about it too, where and he was telling honestly all of his followers where you see civilians try to rationalize what they're doing to try to save or like you know. Where they save most of mankind by sacrificing the few, their necessary loss, things like that. And how this really should show people that Call of Duty is not really all that it's cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Call of Duty, if you hate me for something. <laughs> you that. don't respawn. I'm sorry, but playing Call of Duty does not make you a battle-hardened soldier. Right. They, when a bullet fires past your head and you're patching up one of your fellow soldiers, then you talk to me, damn it. Yeah. But that it's like that's the whole point where I've never really been a fan of like that franchise where like you're desensitizing so many people to war this was war whether you want to say it or not whether you want to do anything like that this was legit war casualties innocent people and some might even including myself is like this isn't right this isn't great and it's like you've not you've never been in that experience you will never know what it's like unless you're in that experience and guess what it ain't pretty and that's Uh what parasite did a wonderful job showing that and i hope it realizes that and maybe it could show like the ugly side of violence because there are a lot of guns on TV, Parasite including. And it makes it seem like it's so cool to hold on to these kind of things and just shoot up the place. No, it is not. This is scary. This is legit. And Parasite did a great job with being able to show that it was just it just messes with your head seeing stuff like that. It, really it just goes to show you that people who actually do, you know, who are trained to use these weapons, sometimes they make bad judgment calls a lot. And when you have a foreign you know, a foreign threat it's a little bit easier to identify who your enemy is because everybody over there is pretty much fucking in it. But when it becomes a domestic issue, you know, because we say protect everything, both foreign and domestic, when it becomes domestic, it's a little bit hard to differentiate. And sometimes, like what happened with Parasite, they couldn't tell. And, you know, the detective, he was trying to rationalize this. He's like, this is what's supposed to happen. You know, this is what's happening. This happens because and it's, he couldn't process that, hey. Innocent humans are getting killed right along with the um, parasites, but the thing is, this is what we call an acceptable loss, and this has been this has been egging to military practice for a long time because in the middle of a battlefield, in a heated battle, there will be casualties that will get hit by friendly fire too at the same time because hey, it's what we call an acceptable risk because we're out on the battlefield. Yes, we're trying to kill the enemy. If I happen to get killed by it, so be it. Because guess what? At the end of the day, if we, if my side wins, guess what? My loss, my death wasn't exactly in vain. Mm-hmm. So it's an acceptable loss. 
and it just comes with the territory. Every soldier knows that they're expendable. Even though we do matter, we are expendable because once one goes down, guess what? There's another cog in place to keep that wheel mo- moving. It just annoys me where you see like young, very uh, young kids, like maybe 12 to 13 kind of thing, and playing like war games on Xbox or PlayStation. They're just like, oh, yeah, this is so cool. It's like, n- n- no. That's, that, that, that's, the, that's the first problem to me. And they haven't been taught the difference between fantasy and reality. Sorry to cut you off, CJ. No, it's fine. It's just I think Parasite really showed because, like, yep. like I said, I've never been a fan of that kind of stuff. And then seeing this, it's like this pretty much proved every single thing of mine of why. Because, like, I'm watching the show and I'm like, I felt uncomfortable. And that was, I'm sure, the intent of this episode. Where you, and not just, like, the typical anime uncomfortable where you see, like, Uragami freaking out when he sees, you know, the parasites and things like that. Or even... The uncomfortable where he's just laughing as people dying. I mean, he's a serial killer. That's, you know, he doesn't care. He has no conscience. He doesn't care about those kind of things. But just seeing, like, how regular civilians would freak out seeing this type of massacre, it's just like, this is exactly why that stuff is just, like, really, really creepy. So, I mean, I, can, I, mean, I can't applaud Parasite enough for just being able to can be able to reach that goal because a lot of the times horror and uh, psychological stuff doesn't really get to me because it's just like, Oh yeah, it's just you know, it's a cartoon. It does this thing. It didn't really play up to that well. This played up to the tension and drama almost beautifully. Yeah, it okay. really did. <laughs> well, that's uh, pretty. Uh, that's uh, pretty deep, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, man. You know, when it when it comes to that, y'all know how I do when it comes to psychology. Oh, oh I know, especially when it comes to battle psychology. Ooh, yeah, battlefield psychology is love. I man. mean, if you want to talk about the entertainment of like where we. You know, the cliffhanger of what's going to happen with Goto, that's cool. You want to talk about, like, Origami and the acting, which has still been really, really good. That's cool, mm-hmm. too. But I do think that this episode, a lot of people, like, everyone was, like, rating what was so good about Toonami. And, like, Parasite was number one. It's like, mm-hmm. hopefully this message gets across, you know. This stuff isn't actually, like, this would be really scary if this was happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't just mean with people's heads getting bitten off by parasites. <laughs> now, you know, some people relish that. It's like, finally, that zombie invasion I prepared for since 2007 has finally come to fruition. <laughs> you just know that, you know, with my luck, I'd get paired up with the, during the robot uprising, I would get paired up with the guys like, it should have been zombies. Why isn't it zombies? This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like way to complain about your situation right now. You yeah. want zombies, dude? <laughs> I was just sitting up there laughing at people like that. Yeah, it's like yeah, I'm gonna use you as cannon fodder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm mean, dead serious, dude. I have no qualms about using people like that as cannon fodder. Yeah, I'd understand if they wanted zombies because they wanted to live High School of the Dead. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> not. You're laid. not gonna get. You're not gonna get laid like Takashi was going to. Oh, so. they ain't man. No. So the Man, t- they're going to go out to the backwoods and pep it off and come on back. <laughs> if you don't go to sleep. Uh, if you don't go to sleep. You got to do something for those 24 hours, right? Exactly. <laughs> so for the Tsunami Talkbacks, at the underscore bodyguard 31, Shinichi was barely in this episode, and it didn't matter. This show is so good. It was a good show, even without Shinichi um, being, in, you know, the center of attention. I don't like sand. <laughs> <laughs> you got sand in my bones. At Valeria underscore Orden says, "Humans will be humans. Let's bang, okay?" Hashtag Commander Shepard. Oh yeah, <laughs> fornicating humans. Yeah. <laughs> Look here, man. I put it here like this: Tomorrow is not promising you. 
go ahead and get the pussy. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking too. To I'm dead serious. Like, look here, man. If I'm a die, man, I might as well go the way I want to, man. <laughs> okay. At Killatubby says, "Congratulations, you found the final boss. Now die." <laughs> <laughs> and at Khaki Blue Socks says, "No, it's crazy. Everyone will be everyone will be back in this building working in one week, just like school." Mark my words. <laughs> no better truth has been said than that right there. <laughs> oh, my word. If not sooner, because remember, this is work, not school. <laughs> Especially if it's a federal building. Yeah, you I know. Me? They ain't giving them days off. I ain't gonna lie, dude. Even after 9-11, man, the Pentagon might have got bombed, but, you know, people were back to work, you know, the next day. The next day, day. Right? yep. You know, it don't stop, you know. We, we mourn, and whatnot, but we know we got a job to do. Oh, yeah. So, with all of our shows out of the way, you think that's it, right? Wrong! We've also got a little something going on right now. The Toonami Madness Bracket. It was the brainchild of CJ and... Uh, I think it was Darrell, too? If I'm not oh, mistaken. Yeah, CJ asked more for my assistant, but, you know, CJ decided to go full charge with it. Yeah, okay, so... Only, be, only and to pr- let me say, only because... Everyone else signed signed in on it. It wasn't like, oh hey, we're doing this. It was, oh hey, do you think this would be a cool idea? And everyone was like, this actually would be like a fun idea. So yeah. that's that's why it happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. The origin story is not as fun as what's actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> no, it isn't. But we no, but it was kind of like Jim's brainchild, like yeah. beforehand. But Jim was like, he wasn't sure. But CJ kind of took the reins on it and. Now it is what it is, and next year we'll have a bigger selection committee. Oh, yeah. Bigger selection and more, committee. And, and more, more selections. Anime. And yeah. more anime, yeah. And also there will be prizes, too, people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ooh, prizes. We'll, we'll figure out how to make a bracket challenge as well and try to combine it all together kind of thing. But, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the first round, I mean, I'm going to be keeping tabs and, like, as I use my air quotes right now, stats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll be keeping track of, like, how many votes were casted, what was the margin of victory, who won, things like that. Just... Because it can be fun little stuff. Like, think of it this way. Rave Master has more pull wins than SAO, Akami Got Kill, mm-hmm. um, a G Gundam, Tenchi <laughs> uh, Muyo. I mean, and the list goes on. Rave freaking Master. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I couldn't believe. I kind of put that in there a little bit, like, to yes. kind of joke around. Because, like, I actually really like the show. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't, like, little thinking... Little did you it, know. <laughs> I, apparently a lot of people like the show. <laughs> Even though the dub wasn't exactly the the greatest uh, writing that you could find. But um, I, I really liked and the fact that it won. It was like, I was kind of like, wow. So I guess I was a little vindicated there. <laughs> yeah, Although, well, you know, Michelle was pretty happy because like she's oh, like in a couple of them. She mm. was pumped about the Cartoon Network bracket. My goodness. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the poor Jim with Robotech. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I tried. I mean, it, it's I okay. It. You know, not a lot of people, not a lot of people know Robotech and um, or at least remember Robotech, which makes me a little sad because I'm like, wait a minute. Hang on. Dude, <laughs> hey, Robotech's Bleach awesome. Bleach barely won, man. Bleach won man. by like a dude. It was like a buzzer beater, man. Yeah, there was a few of those Helsing, Bleach and uh, Dandy. Yeah, that was, those were actually, I thought uh, Ghost in the Shell, it looked like Ghost in the Shell gave uh, DBZ Kai quite the run for its money. Yeah, yeah it did. How about the fact that Sailor Moon only won 70 to 30 against Rave Master? I, was, I, I thought it would have like the Yu Yu Hakusho thing, which <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho had the biggest margin, yeah. 85 to 15 against Zoids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
look here, people. We made when we did the selection. I did this on on an unbiased um scale, yeah. seriously, because I was talking to CJ and like SAO fans would still him, call you biased. <laughs> yeah, the thing was, I told him, I put Bleach at the number three C for a reason because I was like, even though I like it, I know what's more popular than Bleach. And to be fair, I would have even put it a little lower, but considering that it was like adult, one of Adult Swim's longest running shows, like they, yeah. they had it from start to finish and it ended on Toonami, it had to be there. Like what our criteria for when we were picking shows definitely dealt with popularity, but we also looked at overall legacy, whether it be throughout uh, just the anime, not so much the manga, although you can, if you want to put that in as why you voted for a certain show, that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine too. I mean, we're not going to tell you you can't vote certainly based on that. But um, our, our kind of thing was like popular on Toonami. What did people really like? What are shows that you hear people saying, oh, they should bring this back? And that's kind of how we yeah. divvied up the seeds the way that we did. And then we kind of matched up like how well it would perform against, you know, X versus Y and Z on that. You know, they can, I was thinking that like someone would like be a little bit closer than we were, but someone would just like blow out like what you would see in the NCAA tournament in the first place. So, oh, yeah. yeah. But what that's was funny. It was just a. For, I'll say this for Bleach fans out there: you just had a bad draw. Like Shupaden mm-hmm. has really fallen in my eyes more to the fact that, or a fortunate this, draw anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess considering I know Naruto is probably the most popular worldwide franchise of anime, at least right now. I wouldn't say all time, but well, it's right because now. well, it's because a great many people just don't know any better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll leave that to anyway. It's just like right now, Shupaden's filler arc has been very, very difficult to mm-hmm. muddle through. So that's why it kind of fell down. Otherwise, I mean, come on, Naruto is one of the most recognizable names in anime. But since we chose more Shupiden, since that was on, that's been on more, I would say, than the original Naruto, even though the the original Naruto would probably go in the Cartoon Network bracket where it would have been like a three or four seed kind of a thing. Right, but I I think it would only be fair to have one show per franchise. Well, we did put in Dragon Ball, which won each. Which made me feel good. But to me, I felt Dragon Ball was different than Z, or should have been in a sense. Because mm-hmm. it kind of was like its own story. Right. You know, it was like obviously returning characters, be it what it may. But it just, it'd be weird to not put Dragon Ball considering how long that was on the block, how popular that mm-hmm. was on the block during its Cartoon Network days. So we kind of gave that a little pass. And the same thing with the Gundam Wing and G Gundam. Yeah. You know, we had two different Gundams here. So we, it was kind of along the lines of that. If you can accept the fact that G Gundam and Gundam Wing were in the bracket, then you should be fine the fact that DBZ Kai, which has been Toonami, or Adult Swim Toonami's best asset so far, mm-hmm. and Dragon Ball, which was really popular. Like, a lot of pe- like, people on Twitter was like, Dragon Ball is like the best out of all of them. So it's it would feel weird if it wasn't in, considering yeah. the kind of response that we've gotten. Exactly. I just don't want to see uh, Dragon Ball DBZ Kai final, you know? I don't think that'll happen. I look like Sketch was giving me his kind of predictions. He's predicting the finals to be Kai and Yu Yu, which mm. I could really? easily see considering what happened. I know. To be honest, I thought Sailor Moon would be winning the whole thing. That's yeah. kind of changed after watching what happened. Yeah, but that's um, the thing. But that's that's what makes Toonami Madness so great, though. You really don't know who's gonna win and who's gonna outperform who, though. Who's gonna get word of this and mm-hmm. stuff the ballot box? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, I loved your Sao comment, Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you're like SAO oh, is Gonzaga. SAO, Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those of the, for those of you who don't follow college basketball, they do really well in the regular season because they face weaker teams, and then when they get to the, they get like a high seed. They go to the March Madness, and then they lose in like the second round. <laughs> if not, okay, if not uh, upset in the first round, I think there was one year they got a four seed, and they it was after their Cinderella run. 
I think it's like an 11 or a 12 uh, the previous year. And then they got bounced in like the first round as a four. They got the Briggs beat off of him. Man. Yeah. Jen, I'm sorry we're boring you with sports talk there. <laughs> yeah. No, it's okay. He's just sitting on my back right now. But I will yeah. say this. The second round uh, for the cartoon, or excuse me, for the Adult Swim tsunami will be on Thursday. Voting will start then. Cartoon Networks will be on Friday. And we can even go down the matchups right now, even though it'll probably be over by the time this podcast is up. <laughs> I, usually- I hope to get this out quickly because I won't have a lot of time to work on this this week. So. Right. So we got DBZ Kai versus One Piece, which should be great. I know the guys at a One Piece podcast I tweeted at where it's like, hey, you know, One Piece made it. So if One yeah. Piece is wanna... in the second round. They're in oh. the Sweet 16. So, yes, full. This is going to be a great one. Brotherhood, yeah. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood with Space Dandy. Oh, that oh. would be a slobber knocker. That's going to be great. I think I, I'll even put my I'll, there will be an article about my predictions for round two, but I have no problem with at least like doing a quick word. I say Kai for that, and then Brotherhood for that. Up mm-hmm. next will be Bebop and Helsing Ultimate. I think Bebop will crush Helsing mm-hmm. Ultimate. Sorry, it might, be, clo- it might be closer than oh, you think, close. but yes, um, if it will be a Titanic upset if Helsing yeah. Ultimate pulls it off. And the last one in the Adult Swim one is Bleach versus Attack on Titan, and I think an upset's coming, Durrell. Yeah, I hate to say it, man, but Bleach I think Attack barely survived. Definitely. And Bleach you know, barely survived. I'm going to take that. Uh, you know, I love Bleach, and y'all know this, mm-hmm. but I really do believe Attack on Titan's going to actually have a, you know, upset Bleach on that one. Mm-hmm. So now that's, have... that's the thing, people. That's what it means for me to be unbiased, because I'm real with it. Yeah. Now, I think it's even harder in the Cartoon Network bracket now. Mm-hmm. We got <gasps> Sailor Moon versus Dragon Ball. That'll be tight. <laughs> That'll be very tight. Gundam Wing. All-Star. Oh, oh my no. God. Oh, no. Talk about, talk about people. Don't make me choose. That, that's gonna, I think that's going to be the hardest out of all of them. Mm. We have Yu Yu Hakusho against Megas XLR Chick. Still dig down. I still think Yu Yu. I don't know if Yu Yu's going to win in a romp, but it's definitely going to win. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Although I, I, there was a few I saw where it's like, are there any action cartoon American action cartoons in this bracket? Yes, there. Megas. Sorry that Toonami has more anime than action cartoons that we thought were yep. warranted. Yeah. And finally, we have Roroni Kenshin versus Samurai Jack. We got two Samurai, samurai Showdown, baby. The, the lone Samurai up, Showdown. The lone upset in round one, I would say. Oh, no, there was two, technically. Technically. Because of Dragon Ball. Yeah, but, but that was a nine a versus But a nine versus an eight is kind of a push. Yes, so, absolutely. But yeah. yeah, Samurai Jack was the lone upset. Kill a Kill almost made it, but an upset was Samurai Jack. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I think Samurai Jack might do it again. You know, I mean, you know, the know. revival... Yep, you never know. I mean, yeah. Samurai Jack's in the public consciousness. But, I mean, Roroni Kenshin is so popular. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love that show. That was probably my favorite Cartoon Network Toonami show, to be honest. Exactly. That is the second round. And let me t- like to me, that sounds really tough for people to pick. So be on the lookout for that. Maybe other uh, people will be kind of promoting it. I know uh, when Akami was against Attack on Titan, uh, Christina Kelly like retweeting about uh, okay. which one yeah which one was better so we clearly know which one she would pick <laughs> but um no it's been real fun um i know Darrell got someone else in on it who mm-hmm. really liked the idea <laughs> yeah. we actually have gotten an impressive amount of uh votes on these uh on these polls uh we're averaging you know between 400 and 600 votes per 
Yeah, we almost hit 10,000 for the total first round. Which is, uh, wow, that's amazing. And uh, everybody which is likes... Thanks to the, which is thanks to the fans, honestly. Like, oh, yeah. It, uh, I would still maybe try to pitch this if it didn't turn out as well. Because, like, I was thinking, I mean, there's always stuff we can improve on. This is, as Darrell would say, the beta test one. You know, the first one's always the beta test. It's turned out to be pretty good. And, honestly, I can't thank uh, the participants uh, any more than I can. You know, like, they've been absolutely phenomenal with this. A lot of people have been uh, even tweeting at me being, was really cool oh i like this matchup oh this is gonna be tough so um no really it's you can thank you know tanami faithful you know the people that helped make this happen but really it's thanks to you guys because unlike in the sporting world these shows can't go up really against each other you know so this has really been uh thank i, I need to be very thankful for everyone's participation for it. you guys have been really really good uh good with this and hopefully we see it again sounds like we will but who knows yeah, <laughs> entirely possible yeah, I mean, like this was the first. This was the beta test. Now that we know that it'll probably be successful next year, if we do, well, next year we're gonna do it again. But we'll actually make it, you know, work your while next year because we're actually gonna give some. We're gonna give some stuff away. There'll be a first, second, and third place. And yeah. even if someone gets a perfect bracket, I would definitely be more than welcome to give an even bigger prize for that. So we're gonna, yeah, we're definitely gonna try to make a bracket challenge for it because the March Madness for the real <clears throat> March Madness is about to start on uh, this week, actually. This weekend, yeah, sometime like the middle of the week or uh... Thursday. Thursday and Friday are the first rounds, but the playing games might be Tuesday. But um, I think so. That, yeah, that's gonna be uh, coming up. So the real March Madness is coming up, but. Don't, don't let the sports fans have all the fun. Anime exactly. deserves some love, too, in March. Let's go. Exactly. And we have shown that with Tsunami Madness, we can be on the same level and compete with March Madness, mm-hmm. which is why anime should be a sport, too. <laughs> is Jen on your team? Oh, Jen is always yes. going to be on my team. <laughs> nice. But, yeah, no, Tsunami Madness is going uh, well. Hopefully this will continue on. I know I'm pretty sure the final matchup, whatever it may be, is going to be a lot of votes. <laughs> oh yeah, hopefully, hopefully. And speaking of which, we there is the uh, the bracket is uh, out for those of you who like uh, March Madness. Even if you don't really watch college basketball like me, you're going to see uh, the bracket has selection Sunday is over with, and we have uh, brackets are that are printable now. So yay. Yay. You know, maybe we should have made our brackets printable too, like because what uh, we can, and the we brackets, can always do it next year, like I and said. The brackets yes. being made now are done by Caboose Junior. Who I mean, all you have to do is uh, all you have to do is say the name. You know, it's top notch work. Oh yeah. So he's doing a real good job, and I especially like the little thing he added, where the winner of each round gets a little picture inside the bracket. So mm-hmm. if you want those up, those are on Tsunami uh, News Twitter feed right now. Uh, like I say, the latest uh, preview and recap article that I'll be writing for it will be out within this week, probably before this podcast is out, because Jim and Darrell knows how fast I kind of write these things. Yeah, exactly. So you'll be able to see the updated bracket if you haven't seen it on Twitter yet, but I tweeted, I know Toonami News did, so it, 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 it is out there, so don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> CJ tends to put out articles quicker than, um, <laughs> well, about quicker than Al Bundy in the bedroom. And we know how quick Al Bundy CJ was. puts out. <laughs> That's all I heard, too. <laughs> oh, boy. So with that, uh, that is going to bring an end to the Toonami Faithful podcast for the this week, the week of March 20th. And uh, as a quick aside, CJ, uh, the um, 
play-in games are on March 15th and 16th. Oh, nice. Oh, baby. I, sorry, I get really pumped because when I, wor- I work in a news station, we have a conference room with six TVs. Every single TV is going to have a different game. So nice. I always, And I'm working every March Madness game for the first round, which is really the biggest round to watch. So Yeah, it's the most be, fun. <laughs> it is. That will be all over the newsroom. There will probably be screams during the newscast. So, Jim, you might hear screams on Channel 7. <laughs> <laughs> There we mostly go. Mostly by me. Mostly by me. <laughs> oh, like you just got kicked in the nuts or something. Well, I mean, during a newscast, uh, UConn had a buzzer beater in the four over t- or the triple overtime game where yeah. it was like three fourths of the court, and like the entire sports department yells, and we're all like, "Up, oh, sports happened." <laughs> so that's gonna that's gonna be the case uh, this following week. So I mean, if you want to see some funny bloopers, that might happen this week. <laughs> well, there you go. So, time to close us down for the night. The Toonami Faithful Tavern is now on its last call. <laughs> no! <laughs> you I mean, can probably, you're the bartender. You, there is no last call. <laughs> yeah, good point. You can email us at podcast at Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Visit us on SoundCloud. It's the best way to watch us, especially if you need uh, a browser. You want to watch it in a browser, or listen to us in a browser, rather. SoundCloud.com slash Toonami Faithful Podcast for all the episodes. All the episodes. All the episodes. Woo. Yeah, baby. And for social media, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and you can also tumble with us at Toonami Faithful Official.tumblr.com. For Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Toonami Faithful Podcast. For Twitter, it is at Toonami Podcast. There is also a Patreon we have. Give us uh, little bits of money. We also uh, for extra kinds of prizes, all kinds of good stuff like that. Um, also, we take single donations as well. So if you want to donate some more, but don't want the recurring subscription of Patreon, just contact us on how to do that, and we will gladly hook you up with the relevant goodies, including but not limited to a appearance on the podcast, a free T-shirt, and good old fashioned slappings from Darrell. And access to my porn collection. The blue girl pending. Exactly. Exactly. That's a great deal right there. (laughs) I know, right? Doesn't get any better than that. Okay, so, CJ, where can they find you on social media and other parts of the series of tubes known as the Internet? Uh, They can find me at the local sports bar cheering my brains out for March Madness. Um, (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at CJ Maffris, that's S-E-A-J-A-Y-M-A-F-F-R-I-S. I'll be tweeting much about Tsunami Madness, which a few people who are who follow me in the sports world are like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be tweeting a lot about that for the month of March, as well as Anime Boston stuff. So be on, be on the lookout for those, as well as uh, Jim, my mm-hmm. partner in crime, for that. <laughs> exactly. That's, but that's where you can find me, on Twitter, because that's all you need. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the two New England teams that are in March Madness are Providence and Connecticut. They are both nine seeds. Oh, no, no. There's one more. Which one? Holy Cross. My oh, native yeah, town Holy of Cross. Oh, yeah. Holy Cross. They get a play-in game. Nice. The only but team yeah. with a losing record in this uh, tournament. Yeah, so that's where you can find me on Twitter. I'll be tweeting about March Madness, Toonami Madness, Anime Boston, and other things that uh, bother me in basketball. Exactly. <laughs> like Stephen Curry. How the hell did he make that shot? Oh my God. Okay. I can't. No, we can't no. right now. We can't right now. 
<laughs> Jen, where can they find you? Well, I'm being nice tonight, so CJ won't have to worry about finding me underneath his bed. <laughs> or does first he? The clo- first the closet, now the bed. You, you, you know how to move. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I get around. <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter at Tarzana, um, AskFM at Tarzana, and Instagram at Tarzana. CJ, you make a lot of enemies on this podcast. I don't know how you do it, man. <laughs> uh, He's CJ. That's how he does it. They mean it with love. <laughs> Darrell, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me in Jen's room later on, but no, seriously. <laughs> oh, yikes. Lights on or off? Oh, Gotta man. be lights on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, you can find me um, on Twitter at Ukami underscore 75, or you can follow me on my fraternity account, which is um, Nasia Rojo um, Adonisi. Trust me, it'll pull up. And also, if you want to, you can ask me questions on ask, um, ask.fm backslash Ukami75. And if you want to send me any evil emails, you can do that at derailmaddox at tunamifable.com. Okay. And you can find me at Zero Alucard27, both on Twitter and also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Zero Alucard27. I'll be playing a couple of games, uh, Mystic Defender and Arnold Palmer Tournament Golf, as part of a Summer Games Done Quick bid. If I let you guys know, uh, if I get accepted on any of those, I will let you guys know. I highly doubt it, but if it was to happen, that would be fantastic, and that would be our little summer project. Instead of a convention, we'd do summer games done quick. So, uh, also, you can find me on the Nintendo Network at RinOku95. And so, that's going to do it for this episode of the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Pretty short, but you guys know I run a nice, uh, tight ship around here. No comments. Good. Yeah, boy, I'm coming up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we will be seeing you guys out there in the ether. Take care, everyone. Peace, we're out. Deuces! Kisses!